Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Really good. Back in the office. Back in the office. Uh, yeah, all, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm back on the booze. I mean, it's bad, isn't it, really? But um, yeah, it was, I ended up having a little bit of a um, bit of a boozy weekend, cutting my 100 days short by about half. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the intention was there. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you, babes. All good my end. Pretty good. Um, well, we have an exciting show coming up um, today. We have, I'm going to say it, he's, he's controversial. He's a controversialist. He is. Um, from The Apprentice initially and now Celebs Go Dating, Ryan Mark Parsons is coming on um, the show to probably talk a little bit about getting kicked off of Celebs Go Dating or, or temporarily <laughs> temporarily removed from Celebs Go Dating. Yeah, I don't think the agents have been very happy. No. Um... <laughs> you, you've chatted with him before, haven't you? So, yeah, I've interviewed him here on our show mm-hmm. i believe it, you you was away i think you might be so. on holiday or something so i've spoke to me and then I've, I've interviewed him as well for the mag so uh I, i'm intrigued to but this was obviously all prior to finding out about celebs go date when i did him for the magazine i knew about celebs go dating but didn't know about him being called in by the agents <laughs> and they wasn't very happy and uh, like you touched upon quite controversial isn't holding back on his dates no and, certainly um, not so I'm sure he's going to come and spill lots of tea. <laughs> yeah. of, <laughs> we've got a little bit of a Celebs Go Dating special really tonight, haven't we? Yeah, so you've also done a little pre-chat, haven't you? I have with the lovely Anna. Um, Agent Anna. Um, Agent Anna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anna Williamson. So yeah, we'll be, we'll be playing out at the end of the show. Just the two guests today, but we're making sure they're extra good. Um, so, so, so all good there. Yeah, Celebs Go Dating Special. But she's on to talk about her book, isn't she? So, um, yeah, so we speak all about her, but yeah. she's just so lovely. So that's a great chat. Yeah. Um, well, as, as ever, it's actually, do you know what? It's been an exceptionally busy week in the world of showbiz and your fave, Adele. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's lucky we've only got two, two guests this week <laughs> because there is so much celeb gossip. Yeah. Adele, I mean, you know, she's Miguel. Yeah, I love her, do not I? And I say almost every week, I want a <laughs> night out with her. And gosh, could have had I, one. I could have had one. So we have uh, had a cheeky drink with her going up and down the pole at Porn Idol. Yeah, she's living her best life, didn't she? Now, Porn Idol, for anyone that doesn't know, have you ever been, Bob? Because I've been once. I, I've never been to a Porn Idol, no. The Porn Idol JY is basically, well, pretty much what it says on the tip. It's just people getting on stage, stripping off, and I think they can win a bit of cash. Um, and, you know, they get the crowd going, play a bit of good music, dancing around the pole, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you were just doing that, you know, for, for fun on a, on a, I think it was a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday night, um, and <laughs> there you were with your bits out, spinning around the pole suddenly Adele's there suddenly there are a lot of photographers there <laughs> yeah now I don't know how happy I'd have been <laughs> <laughs> suddenly having to be you know covering yourself up um as people were taking pictures of Adele but she definitely looked like she was having the night of her life didn't she 
Absolutely. And like you say, it's kind of one of the things where I don't think at first you would believe it was her. You think it was a drag queen or something? Yeah, you would absolutely think it was a drag queen or a lookalike. She'd be thinking Adele really is. So especially if you've had a couple of drinks as well. (laughs) Um, Skew (laughs) if. Yeah, but put the pressure on. I mean, superstar Adele standing you, watch you get your kit off and uh, give it your all upper pole. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's one to tell the kids in a few years, isn't it? That is a very good point. I feel like, um, yeah, you'd, it'd be on the one hand a little bit embarrassing to have um, to have yourself suddenly sprawled over the mail online um, <laughs> when you were, you know, maybe you've had one too many in JY and weren't quite expecting that level of attention. But on the other hand, you did get to meet Adele. Um, and yeah, maybe that's worth it. She was a revealed. She was a bit of a drag race fan, didn't she? She she loves a bit of Cheryl Hole. She did, and I, I can imagine Adele that being right up her street, which is why I feel like I'm spiritually connected to her. I just feel like, in every sense of the word, me and Adele should be best friends. Really, um, yeah. I, she just she's I, I can't I can't get enough of the girl, and uh, that if it was even possible to love her anymore. Just love that she's obviously. I don't know. She had she gone after doing the Graham Norton show. Yeah, that was exactly it. She, she must have thought, "Gotta go and have a have a few little drinks and uh, let's go watch Paul Nidal." <laughs> I just hope that the people that was the contestants that night, no one done a sicky the next day. Because if you had one too many Jaeger bombs and then you've sent a text going, "Sorry, I've uh, mm. not been very well in the night," and, and then it's all over the Daily Mail that you've been. Um, dancing for Adele that is a very good point and also like one of those like yeah social media things where you weren't quite counting on it going as viral <laughs> yes, it as it did um but yeah I mean kind of good for her I think she's um she actually even said in an interview with Graham I think that she was keen to sort of get away from being so private well she certainly got her wish <laughs> didn't she just <laughs> um so yeah so yeah good good for her I what, she was celebrating as well what she got three Brit Awards that week she, she's had a busy week what else has been going on I mean another week another Kardashian story <laughs> now this is getting a bit dark now don't you think yeah so how, did you see uh, on social media that Kanye's had, when I say a lorry load, people often use that expression quite flippantly, literally a lorry load of red roses have allegedly been sent to Kim for Valentine's Day Mm. by Kanye. What's your thoughts on that when she's publicly in a new relationship? Well, I'm going to imagine that someone will have inter inter what's the word interjected and got maybe got those roses before they would have arrived for Kim. Um they've, they've look they've both been Kim's always been very open about um Kanye and his battle with mental health issues, hasn't hasn't she? Yeah. Um and 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 how different they were in their relationships and stuff, in their relationship with one another. It, there's a slight air of like control about what he's doing, which I don't really like. Like this, he was telling people, telling his fans to call out um, Kim Yee forever if they saw Pete Davidson like out in the street. When oh. Kanye, uh, when Kim and and Pete have obviously been going what for a couple of months now, I think since Halloween, isn't it? So so maybe sort of three or four months, and it just is sort of. And I think, as as we know f- from from past, um, 
Kanye's kind of become quite famous for his social media outburst, shall we yeah, say. Yeah. Like, he's not shy on the old Twitter. Um, and he's shared some conversations, hasn't he, on Instagram recently, both yeah, the, with Kim and with Pete. I mean, but this is difficult, right? Especially for someone like Kim, who's got kids with him. Like, if you don't know what your part partner, ex-partner or whatever is going to put on online. I mean, it would be less of an issue if it was, you know, me or, or I don't know, whoever. But like, if you are one of the biggest celebrities in the world and your private messages are being shared, oh, I don't know, it just makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, personally, I think. Especially even more so because there's kids involved. But I think there kind of has to be that mutual respect for each other when a relationship or marriage ends. Yeah. That you, you're not going to, especially when you've got the fame and the following that they've got. Um, because it's all very well deleting tweets or Instagram posts. But as we know, we live in a world where things are screen grabbed and they, mm. they live forever online. Um, and ultimately, it, it's the kids you've got to think about, isn't it? Yeah. And they've and they got four kids i think um like so i mean it's it's yeah long term those kids are going to look back on these conversations because they're not going anywhere are they and they're going to see what's happened behind the scenes and things they didn't know about and i don't know it's 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 just a little do you think it's coming from a place where he's a bit put out that kim's moved on i have no doubt that i mean i think it's a fairly widely known fact that kanye west has quite a big ego (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so, i mean he i imagine that he doesn't deal well with the idea that someone can just move on from him even though he had a girlfriend himself pretty quickly afterwards who he was dressing and like treating basically like a muse or something um i can't imagine kim's gonna get back with him no and and i think so much has happened it towards the end of their marriage as well I think a lot of people, I mean, the, the speculation and people speaking about that the rumours of them breaking up before they had announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's a messy one. It's a can of worms. It certainly is. A Kanye of worms. No, that doesn't Well, another little story, which I was, I was a bit... So, so obviously Molly May of Love Island fame, but now she's releasing an autobiography at 22. Now... I don't know about you, but at 22... Oh, is that a Taylor... I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Taylor Swift lyric. I was going to say, <laughs> I think I might be. <laughs> um, uh, at 22, I don't think I had that much to write about. I mean, obviously, she's done a TV show, and people will be interested in that. But And, and you know, she's very successful. But 22, to have an autobiography, seems a bit young to me i might be wrong though and i imagine it'll be a big seller what, what do you make of it so yeah i've seen a lot online like you say people are saying, saying because of her age and stuff i think clear, clearly molly may i think she has a huge following love island is a is a huge show um yeah. she's gone on to she's become a ceo isn't she oh yeah um, so it's a pretty little thing pretty little thing so she's, she's now business savvy um It'd be interesting to kind of know what route it's going down, because more so than it being about the 22 years she's been on the planet, maybe it will be more about Love Island, pre-obviously Love Island, Love Island, the experience, the aftermath, um, falling in love. Because I think it's very rare, actually. I mean, I know there's a few that 
have gone the distance and there's a few Love Island babies and marriages. But the, the, the numbers of the amount of Islanders that have done the show over the years that do end up together long term is still relatively low. Um, so I guess that will be touched upon and maybe yeah. business and stuff like that. So I'm sure her fans and her followers will um, be interested in it uh, and, and will buy it. Yeah, and that's, I guess, the point, isn't it? Someone, who, so whoever's publishing it will, will have decided what that it's worth it, even if she hasn't, um, even if she is only 22. There'll, there'll obviously be people out there that will buy it. I, I don't think I'm on that list. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that, I, that it doesn't deserve success or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? I just think, like... You just don't want it on your Kindle. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I think, you know, yeah, good for her and, and take the opportunity. I mean, like anyone that gets opportunities in life, you take them, right? Clearly she does, and she's expanding her brand. And also she kind of expands her brand away from Love Island, doesn't she? She's kind of her own thing separate to Love Island now. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, because she has annoyed a few people in the last few months just with her comments and stuff, people aren't like, it's it's just another reason to sort of needle at her a bit, isn't it? But I, I kind of, yeah. I get both sides. I kind of get both sides. Well, we have our, our first guest, Ryan Mark Parsons, in here, ready to chat. So let's get him. Let's in. get him in. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm really good. I've got a bit of a, um, a sore throat. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? A little bit. Oh, is it the, is it the COVID? No, it's not actually. So I went clubbing two days in a row, Friday, Saturday, and I've just ruined my my lungs. Oh, I can understand. You ran a pole idol with Adele, was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw that though. I was at heaven, but I wasn't on Thursday. I was on the Friday. Oh, Mr. Bardai. And I was gusses. Absolutely gusses. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, really good. Really pleased to have you on. Good. Especially we've we <laughs> we we were talking at the at the top of the show. We know you from The Apprentice, and mm-hmm. then you've just done Celebs Go Dating and now you're not doing celebs go dating. What's going on exactly? Yeah, so we finished filming. Gosh, in January. Yeah, extended actually because of COVID. So it was a long old period of filming, and now it's all done. Finale week, and we only have a few days left actually. Then the finale on Thursday, and it's all over. So they got they they wanted you out because they didn't like your behaviour, mm. um, and then so you did come back. Yes, they gave me a second chance. Anna and Paul, they're so generous. <laughs> they gave me a second chance to try and change my ways. What and, was going through your head when, when they called you into the agency and said, well, basically, feedback ain't good, the worst in the history of the show, yeah. um, and we kind of want you to leave the agency. Was you gutted? I was, actually. I thought, oh, my gosh, am I going to get all of my fee? Was- <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> So, I mean, I was just worried. Like, I've never heard of this happening. I think the last person that got in trouble was Stephen Bear. So I didn't really want to follow in his footsteps. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, oh, my gosh, is this it? Am, am, am I never going back to the agency? I was actually really scared. Yeah. It was the show then not what you were anticipating? Is that basically it? Because you, you were quite vocal in the fact that you didn't like any of the blokes you were selling. Hmm, I wasn't sure what to expect. I actually thought the casting was pretty good in terms of the day tees. I thought we had some really good 
JTs, like visually. Mm. But then when it came to actually talking to them and finding out about them and the rest of it, they were very boring, in my opinion. I was sat in front of some people and I don't know, they didn't say much or they were just like librarians or something. And I was expecting a bit of bite back because to be honest with you, yes, I'm quite attritious. I said how it is. And I was kind of expecting a bit of that to come back to me, but they kind of just took it and laughed, which uh, sort of spoiled the fun. What was the reaction like from people on social media, especially people from Brighton? Oh, <laughs> your comment on the show that all people from Brighton smell. Oh, no. I had all of these hippies from Brighton uh, on Twitter attacking me. Uh, <laughs> flooding my timeline with these abusive tweets. Got comments, DMs. It was ridiculous. It was nonstop. The thing is, it was a joke, really. It's a bit of banter. But the guy who I went on a date with from Bryson, he didn't seem to get it. And the people at home didn't get it. And, you know, what am I meant to do? Does that make you kind of second guess yourself, though, or do you not care? I don't really care, to be honest with you. But you're very young to not... Like, I certainly did not have that level of confidence at your age. Do you think that's something that you just have naturally, like to, to just be able to bat things off like that? Or do you think doing The Apprentice or something like that kind of taught you the, <laughs> the basics? <laughs> well, I think The Apprentice is a really good school to train for that stuff. I mean, when I did The Apprentice, I just turned 19. So I was a teenager doing one of the biggest reality shows in the UK. And that was tough. I think I was really thrown into the deep end. And from there, I kind of managed to deal with the social media. I got a lot of attention during The Apprentice. Every week on a Wednesday, I'd be number one trending on Twitter, whatever I was doing on a roller coaster or in South Africa or Finland doing some weird, wacky nonsense. So I kind of learned from doing that show to take whatever comes my way. So if mm-hmm. it's me calling people in Brighton smelly or Northerners smelly or like gone off broccoli, whatever I called them, you know what? The backlash is manageable. So I deal with it. So out of all the dates that you've had on the show, have you got a standout favourite? <sighs> standout. Actually, it's probably the worst one. Well, it was the worst one in the history of the agency. It was the one where I did the painting. Ah, right, yes. Yeah, the portrait date. So I had three guys, one after the other, and they were tasked to capture the essence of Ryan Mark. That's what the producers told them. And uh, all of them failed emphatically. None of the paintings captured my essence. And um, I didn't like any of them. And I just got bored again. And but is it, I- in that moment, do you not feel that, like, that confrontation? I mean, it was getting you... It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> do you not... Does that not make you feel uncomfortable? You're just thinking, this is great, great TV, I don't care. I was just thinking, look, I'm going to have fun. They can try and have fun. We'll have a bit of banter. To be fair, out of all of the dates, and this is why I enjoyed it most, they, two of them could actually really take it and they gave as good as I gave, really. And uh, they called me, gosh, I think some very harsh names. The last date, I think, said I was a willy sucking something. Uh, I won't say the, the swear word, but he... You, was... can, you can swear on here, so if you want... Always swear here, by the I'm so used to daytime TV when I do these Zooms. Okay, so I can swear. Well, he says something like, shit-sucking asshole. I don't know, something like that. So I really annoyed him. And then, um, but I enjoyed it. I actually liked that. That was probably the first day that woke me up. Oh, my goodness. I was revitalised after that day. Loved it. 
when Nicole come in to do the show, mm. did you go into the agency looking for love and a relationship or was it for the, the cold hard cash? Well, I mean, I did want to honestly find a relationship. I have been looking for ages. The fee definitely helped. Um, but you know what? I've tried every bloody dating app. I've tried Raya, Tinder, Hinge. I've downloaded all of them and nothing's worked. So I'm actually looking for a long-term relationship, but it didn't, well, it might actually happen. We have a few more episodes left and I do meet someone called Gregory who was in last night's episode. And uh, yeah, there might be something with him, but I mean, apart from him, all of the other dates were pretty crap. So is there potential with this Gregory then? There is a bit of potential. We had, so the date yesterday was fantastic. The best I've ever had. And then we have a few more dates coming up. I actually traveled to his hometown. So it's a bit of a shock for the viewers where he ends up taking me and we have a little chat, wherever that is, in this kind of wood cabin area. And then the finale on Thursday. But I won't, I won't spoil it. I don't want to ruin it. Okay, um, fair enough. When you say chat, do you mean kiss? I do you know. mean shag? <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think it's that kind of show. Well, no, it's not. It's not Love Island, but you know no, what I mean. Totally sure. Goodness <laughs> me, absolutely not. And are you in? Are you in contact now? The show's ended. With who? Anyway, this guy that you've kissed in a cabin. Oh, him. Uh, I think he's DM'd me, but I haven't had a, a second to reply. So, <laughs> so, so if, there's well. a, if there's any potential men out there listening, then you're you're still very much available and and looking. He's what? If there's anyone listening to this, well, hopefully there's someone listening to this. But anyone that's <laughs> listening out there now, if they're interested and they've been watching you, are you still single and looking? Um. Well, I might. Not, I don't want to say I'm single or not, but I am. I'm keeping my options open. I want to see what happens with Gregory. Yeah. But uh, I'm not closing the books quite yet, quite yet. But even uh, you might like him, Bobby. I've seen, uh, I actually visited his profiles. I follow you and you've liked so many of his pictures. I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I don't, I don't... <laughs> his name is Gregory. I think it's Broughton. Very masculine, macho. And I, I was just scrolling, uh, scrolling and then I saw all of your. Do you know this person well, Bob? No, I, I'm trying to think of who it is. I don't know any Gregories, I don't think. Greg. I call him Gregory, but he likes to call himself Greg. Uh, about. Uh, oh. But anyway. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what that is, what's going on. Was, are you dating him? No. I was just thinking I don't know any Gregories, but I think I, think I know who you mean now. You know who I um, mean. So how was Finale? Because obviously, in when I did the show back in Series 3, I think it was the last series we did where there was no abroad trips. And then I think after that, yeah. from Series 4 on, that there used to be the big Finale, like Croatia, all over, basically. I guess being filmed during the pandemic, you couldn't go abroad? No, no, we couldn't. So the original plan was Caribbean, from what I heard from the, the execs. And then that got scrapped. And then it was going to be Yorkshire for five days. That got scrapped. I wasn't too disappointed about that. And then 
and big. You would have been egged if you would have turned up in Yorkshire after what you said about the north. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I actually went to Yorkshire for a date. So I went to see a farmer in oh. the middle of the series. Oh. But yeah. I didn't enjoy that. I was happy to be back in London. So the idea of going back up to Yorkshire wasn't appealing. <laughs> and then we had a dinner. That was great. So they honestly, it was very hard because of COVID. I totally get it. And in the end, we had this amazing kind of red carpet celebration in the back of the agency. And uh, it was really good, actually. It was really good, really impressed with the the setup. Yeah. So what what was your thoughts on the other celebs that was on your series? The other celebrities. Right, let's, let's do a quick run through. So Arika Johnson, probably the most famous out of all of us. She was fam- fabulous, fabulous. I was going to say fantastic, but she's fabulous. She's old, but fabulous. See, I'm 21 and she's 54. And I never thought, you know what, that's like speaking to my granny. I never thought that we would ever get along, but you know what? We really clicked. Two hour phone calls. I'm going to see her in Oxford. Lovely. And then you had Martin McKenna, Geordie Shaw guy, Absolutely wild, but we got along from the moment I met him. We did a waiting scene during the series. That was crazy. We're doing vodka shots behind the bar. I was pouring a whole bottle of vodka down his throat and he was lapping it up. He was gagging for it. So he was uh, he was amazing. Nikita, I think you've spoken to Nikita, Bobby, before. Yeah, yeah. She's great as well. We're so different. Absolutely love her. We speak all the time. Eight hour calls. Absolutely love Nikita. Chloe Brockett is another one from TOWIE. And uh, she's very feisty, very opinionated. And gosh, who's left? Have I missed someone out? Abs. Oh. Fine. Oh, yeah, Abs, yeah. Abs is so cool. And he's very spiritual and deep, which I didn't expect. He's very into different faiths and, you know, spiritualities. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we didn't ever clash. No I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised at that, seeing as you're you're very, you know, say quick to give your opinion. Yeah. Um, and you and you managed to avoid a clash with any of them. I was so shocked, really. I thought all of these big characters, big personalities, surely, surely at some point we're gonna clash, we're gonna have a heated argument. But honestly, we never really argued at all. No disagreements. We were all very chirpy and friendly with each other. It was quite and- bizarre. You're also Miles from Made in Chelsea. Oh, gosh, I forgot Miles. Yeah, Miles. He's a bit quiet. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> uh, Miles. <laughs> Very attractive. Do you think this is kind of your future now, reality TV? Is this what you're, where you're, we're going to see more of you? I absolutely love it. I think it's great fun. It pays well. So why not? I think anyone would want to do reality tv really if they you do have to give a big lot of yourself and your personality and and be uh, you know able to accept other people's opinions of you though clearly you are able to do that um so yeah is that is that kind of what you're thinking for your future yeah absolutely i mean i've got a new show coming up on bbc3 that was announced yesterday with young philly the youtuber that's called hot property so that is actually coming out in march i filmed that just before subs go dating so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I've got a few other things as well in the pipeline that's coming up later this year. So it's, uh, it's fun. I enjoy it and I think I'm good at it. So why not? I do all of the media, pund- the media punditry stuff, as I've always done since The Apprentice, like Good Morning Britain, GB News, Talk Radio, etc. 
And that is what I enjoy too. Mm -hmm. I have my daily style column so I can give my serious hard hitting opinions on politics, royal family, show business, but, and, and do the, the serious stuff as well on GMB and GB News. So I have that side of what I enjoy, but then also a kind of less serious side when I do reality TV. I feel like I can just be a bit more relaxed yeah. and enjoy myself more because I think when you do these reality shows, it really gives you the, the scope and the platform to, to be like that, to kind of let your hair down and be a bit wild, which is what I tend to be like. So, yeah, absolutely. You do also give off some fairly controversial opinions that have landed you in trouble, though, haven't you? I have. How do you deal with the backlash from things that you've said previously? What, what's been the worst, do you think? The worst? So, gosh, I think it was in 2020, I did Good Morning Britain and I was talking about skin and koalas. That was probably the worst in terms of the backlash. I did Good Morning Australia and they really pounded me. That was a lot in terms of it upset everyone. But I don't think people got what I was saying. I think my argument was perhaps misunderstood. And of course, koalas are so cuddly and everyone loves koalas. So I was automatically going to get hate. And then I've done loads of things after, like talking about COVID. I'm a big advocate for the vaccine. That upset a lot of anti-vaxxers to the point where I had to call the police. I have a panic alarm on my phone. I have a panic alarm installed in my house. I got wow. so many death threats from doing that vaccine debate is unbelievable i think got a million views on twitter and you had the likes of dan wooten saying oh this is why good morning britain are losing their view losing their viewers and then you had duncan ballantyne talking about it lord sugar tweeted about it so that went everywhere and i got so much heat for that as well and i've done lots of others like going back to work to the office and whether old people should go back to work. That was the most recent one I did. And again, I don't know. I just feel like I say things that a lot of people think uh, that they're not necessarily willing to express. Yeah, that's fair enough. Voice for those people that are a bit too afraid to voice how they uh, truly feel. What do you think about um, the Djokovic situation, him saying he won't play tennis if it means he, he has to get vaccinated? Oh, I don't like that man. I don't like him. He's so arrogant and cocky i can't stand him even when he's playing he's very aggressive and moaning about this bloody vaccine just get the vaccine i don't see the issue in getting the vaccine he's a healthy guy and you know what yes that could be an argument for him not to get the vaccine but at the same time it's not going to make a difference if he does get the vaccine it just means that he can go to australia and play tennis mm. simple is making such a fuss I'm bored of listening to the likes of these millionaire sports players. And it's the same with Meghan and Harry as well. I've written so many columns about Meghan and Harry. They're another duo that I can't stand preaching virtues and never really practicing what they tell the general public from their ivory tower. Can't stand them. Is it quite often then the case in your in your mind that people who have lots of lots of money and lots of access aren't always doing the best for society or something? Is that, is that kind of how you think? When people like Meghan and Harry or other millionaires, there's that Stephen Bartlett who I can't stand on Dragon's Den. And he always puts out these tweets about how to be successful in life and money isn't the end goal and all of this stuff. And I just hate people that preach when they're in their mansions. You know, Meghan and Harry telling us how to live our lives when they're in, some multi-million dollar Montecito mansion. 
I don't want to hear it. I get sick of hearing celebrities or millionaires or entrepreneurs preaching how everyone should live their lives. Just shut up. Just shut up. I don't want to hear it. If you're asked about it in an interview, tell them. But uh, the way they drone on incessantly. Oh, gosh, I could, I could really speak for hours about this. I could tell. <laughs> if only we had hours to talk to you. Um, well, Ryan Mark, it's been, it's been really good to, to speak to you this evening. Um, Even. And, um, and thank you very much for joining us. Well, I'm sure you'll be on again at some point. Yeah, get me back. I'd <laughs> love to. <laughs> thank Thanks you. so much. Thanks Take care. Bye. 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 Ciao. See you later. Bye. Certainly doesn't hold back like we thought. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what he thinks of Novak Djokovic and Harry and Meghan and, uh, and everything else. No, I mean, it's... Um, He's uh, yeah, certainly got some some big opinions, isn't he? So fair enough. Good to good for him. Um, well, yeah, Celebsco Dating's on E4 for, for anyone that wants to to catch up uh, with what's been going on. Um, but next up, we have your little pre-interview that you did with with I'm sure she'll probably have something to say about, about him, too, with, um, with Anna Williamson. Um, so shall we play that out? Let's take a listen. Hello, Anna. You're all right, babe. Just, yeah, how are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Lovely to be catching oh, up with you. Oh, and you. like forever. How oh, my that? God, too long. Good, thanks. How are you? Because I um, understand you've got this Parliament thing you're doing. Yes, yeah, so I'm uh, oh so gosh. excited. I'm having oh, my mate. third... Well, I'm having a, a meeting with them today about um, the third debate, which will be happening in a couple of weeks. So oh. we're, we're making moves with it, Anna. Oh, I'm, really I'm so proud. That. Well, let so, me know if I can support you in any way. Oh, bless you. Thank you, babes. You're Always. so sweet. How have you been? Busy bee. Yeah, good. Really busy bee. Yeah, it's um, it's been a busy couple of weeks, my friend. Uh, busy yeah. couple of months, really. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's Celebs Go Dating. We're in the final week of this series. And that's just going from strength to strength and nightmare to nightmare with some yeah. of the celebrities. <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, I want to touch upon your book in a minute, but yeah. talking to CJD. Yeah, let's do how it. How have you found this series? Do you know something? It's really interesting because I find every series, um, <laughs> sounds really obvious, it's completely different, obviously, because there's different celebrities. But this one has felt um, really different in a, in a really good way, but in a way that I feel that um, the coaching side of it, the therapy side of it has really had to come into its own even more. Um, because I think with these celebs, we, we found them quite slow starters when it comes to dating and they've been quite hesitant and let me say Bobby really flipping picky as well and often with <laughs> with the series we tend to get a couple of front runners that come in well hey they're in they're snogging they're necking on within week <laughs> within weeks within days um and it kind of gives us something quite good to work with like oh gosh here we go right let's stop doing all of that nonsense um but these ones I have to say they've been really cautious um and I would say they've been a lot more um in depth about their feelings, their experiences with their love lives, quite other than Marty, he's not very cautious. Um, and I wonder as well, <laughs> Bobby, and not Marty, I do wonder if in any way that is a little bit of a reflection on the pandemic that I think it's made a lot of us think a lot more about our lives, really, what we want and what we don't want. And I think that has come through now with some of the dates being really quite picky about, um, actually, no, I don't want this anymore, you know, and, and that's okay. That's fair enough. So yeah, that's exactly what I need to ask you because I was thinking the same thing. I think 
not just relationship-wise, I think career-wise, in all aspects of our lives, so many people have had time on their hands that we've never had to sit around and just think what they want from life and and what they don't want anymore. So I'm interested to know, really, has that changed people and their, their dating techniques as well? Because a lot of people in and out of multiple lockdowns, I mean, I find dating, even without a pandemic, one of the most nerve-wracking things, mm. which people are like, with the job you do, how do you get nervous about dates? You can talk to anyone. Well, like, That's often the problem, I think, isn't it, Bob? It is, I mean, isn't we, it? Why we is need that? you on next series. We need you on next series, seriously. On, on Would you do Slavsko dating? Let's do it. I did the third series. Yeah, you've done it with the um, one I was not on. Would you come back? I would love to come back. Well, I think I, you and Paul could help me right out. Well, we would love to. I'm even going to speak. I'm going to speak to our bosses and say because I think you'd be amazing, Bobby, to have on because you're so inspirational as well. But I think, um, but uh, yeah, but I think actually for celebrities and, and so you know you are obviously a celebrity, but this is actually a problem we do find. And you know I don't want non-celebs to get this you know smallest violin in the world out here. You know with the curse of being a celeb, but it is a layer that we really have to work with because there are so many preconceptions and um, attitudes towards people in the public eye, and it can really hinder their dating uh, situation and we've seen it particularly on this series with Miles and Chloe and actually there's no surprise that the two of them have you know ended up forming some sort of friendship because um, they really do get judged based on their reality personas and as you will know Bob I mean it's you you on the telly you right now it's you but there is always an element and a level of you know the the, the, the being in the public eye that also the gloss absolutely the, gloss, yeah. the layer goes on you know I call yeah. it you know if I go to a if I go to a premiere or something I haven't been to one of those for donkey's years now but you know there's a level isn't there? there's a level of bravado it's the tits and teeth suddenly come yeah. out and you know 100%. I'm not I'm not wearing my jammies wiping my two-year-old's backside you know <laughs> in that moment I'm Anna off the telly you know? so, into work mode that's it yeah. so so you so you do wear different hats and, and, and in, in the same way that anyone that has a job that's not in the public eye would have a different hat on if they're in a work mode you know as opposed to if they're at home or in their relationship so yes celebs do find it really challenging because also there is that um intrigue from the non-celeb the datees of oh my goodness it's a celebrity and that is what we want from the show but equally that can be a real sticking point for a lot of people and it's pushing through that to go look you're just two people you just have different jobs and it's getting to that holy grail that we really try and work hard on does it surprise you still because you've been on the show what three years now yeah, I started. So this Amazing. is my sixth series. I know. Do you know what? It feels like five minutes. I can't believe it's by, isn't it? Oh, I know. I said to Paul the other day, I went, my God. I was like, we've now we've now overtaken the amount of series as our predecessors, Nadia and Eden did. And I was like, when I first started Incredible. the show, I remember thinking, my God, they've done loads. And now <laughs> we've done loads. I mean, this series is this this franchise has been going on for donkeys, and I, I hope it continues. I mean, I love doing it, and, and the public seem to really enjoy it. Everyone seems to get so invested in it. Absolutely. And, and what I love about it, and what I always loved is that it's so inclusive mm. and you don't really get that with a lot of dating shows. And, I guess, and that's not to bash them because they're different formats and sure. sometimes it just wouldn't work. Exactly. But I was very honoured to, to be the first gay guy to ever do it because it's very unusual to have a dating show where everyone c- can go to one agency all hopefully wanting the same thing. Like yes. For me, it was to really take it seriously. And I'm sure over the years... And you'll probably know, we won't say no names. There's some people there for the check. Of course. But some people, yeah. and we ain't judging, 
Pay, no, people, no. Put Cravendale in works, the fridge. Works, 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 works. Exactly, work, yeah. <laughs> but I think the best stories to follow and the most overused word in reality TV, the journey, so to speak, mm. is I, I love when you see someone go in there and kind of lose the veneer and say, look, this is, this is my life's great. I'm happy in my career. I mm. love my family, but I really need help with the dating side of things. And for some people, there'd be different reasons, won't there? Some it's a confidence thing, mm-hmm. some self-esteem. And I would say that's the majority, actually, Bobby. A lot of a lot of the celebs that come on, it is. And actually, what is really nice is that as the the seasons have gone on, celebrities that come on the show now, the vast majority want to tap into mine and Paul's expertise and that is such a lovely compliment because as you say yeah of course it's telly everyone gets a little paycheck for coming on the show you know you're making telly you're making telly for the masses of course it's someone's job essentially but actually it has it has evolved into something so much more than that now and we love that because it's so lovely when and and it's such a compliment to us when they come in and go, right, well, yeah, we're here and it's a gig, but actually we are also really here because we want help. And actually every single one of the celebrities that's on this current series has actually said that. Even Ryan Dash Mark, um, who you might, you know, everyone might think has come on as the pantomime villain. You know, he, he's he got a real, he's, he's uh, last night's episode, it started to sort of see his change, you know, and even, even the, him, the penny dropped, you know, you can't, you can run, but you can't hide Bobby. Eventually that talking therapy, it gets through. Exactly that. Well, talking of Ryan Mark, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. We've done a pre-recorded interview for this episode with him, funnily enough. And uh, so I- I've got to ask, because it only makes sense. This is our Celebs Go Dating special, so to speak, this Amazing. week. Amazing. How have you found his journey? He, do you know, he's, some, he's such a surprise to us because Paul and I said this, and I say this to Ryan Mark's face as well, we shouldn't love Ryan Mark as much as we love him. And Paul and I got quite confused. We were like, we, we, we don't often get confused with our own feelings and emotions, but why do we like him so much when he is being so awful and so appalling to his dates and on dates? You know, he just slagged off my entire family from Brighton in one episode. And yet I find it so funny. Um but Ryan Mark, we said this from, from the minute we started with him in the agency, we said he is going to be the standout star of this series. And people couldn't, he was the lesser known one that's come in as well, perhaps. And people say, well, why? And I went, just, just wait, you know, and Paul and I said it from the beginning because, because he is, he is so, I think in, I think in this world as well, I think probably what it is, Bobby, is I think we're all quite scared at the moment to say the wrong thing. You know, we all live in a world where it's it's very safe and it's very safe for for good reasons as well. But I also think we are all terrified of this cancel culture. You know, I speak for myself. You know, I check myself more than I've ever checked myself. And a bit of self-editing goes goes into it. Exactly. Because I think, you know, if we're all really honest, well, I think all of us, I'm generalising, I speak for myself. You know, I am, I'm really aware of, not saying or doing something that can be misconstrued um, in a negative way, because I know my intentions aren't for that to be, you know, all my intentions are good. You know, I don't have an ist part of anything in me, but do you know what I mean? I think we're very, we're very exactly. aware of it at the moment of this cancel culture, uh, which I'm not a fan of, you know, I think we need to just perhaps dial it back a little bit within reason. Um, and Ryan Mark, what I love about him is he just gives zero shit. Yeah. <laughs> So and I, true. And I really like that. But he gives zero <laughs> shits, but within the lines of it not becoming 
a problem offensive you know he is you know and, and I think that's really important as a gay man you know himself as well he knows what it's like to be on the receiving end of prejudice um, which obviously is, is abhorrent but I love the fact that he pushes the boundary and he's not afraid to say something that a lot of people might not like and for a young guy, he's got enough balls just to own it and take it. And I think for Ryan Mark, and you probably found, and like, there's a, such a sweetie in there, heart of gold. He's just got such a, a, a an acerbic um, exterior, and we just love him. And the confidence for a 21, 22-year-old's just phenomenal. Yes. It's phenomenal. We've said to him, you are such a star. Like, you are such a superstar in the making. And I actually said to him off camera, I was like, please don't cock it up and go too far down a Katie Hopkins route. Like, just keep it within your lane. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's no shade on Katie Hopkins. But but I was like, I love you too much, Rhyme. I don't actually know Katie Hopkins. And, 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 but, but I was no, like... I just, don't, don't worry. I'm but, but do you know what I mean? But, well, yeah, we don't, but I, I see from what I've seen in the press, the fallouts that have happened. She's been sued yeah. for hundreds of thousands of pounds for saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. And I just said, just keep in your lane. Yeah, do it's you? very fine line, isn't fine it? Fine line. Is that, especially now, like I say, I said, just keep in your lane. You do you, but don't don't go too far outside it. Because I would, I, I said, truly, I'd hate for you to come on the receiving end of some proper lambasting. Because actually, you're a good guy, um, and 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 I love the fact that he pushes people's opinions on him. You know, it cracks me up that he tells me that my family stink from Brighton. You know, because you know what, I have a sense of humour, and I also think we also need to be careful in this world that we don't get too offended about everything you know what I mean yeah. it's like I don't have to agree with him but I still find it funny <laughs> yeah like, like you say I, I think there is that the culture now isn't there with people I think some people look to be offended yes yes Bobby so spot on I think some people are so quick to jump on that and go oh and I think it terrifies people um yeah. of even being remotely labeled to be something that they're not you know and and I think that's that's why I hope Ryan Mark just continues to own what he does Talk about your new books it, oh, this yes. is what you've done a few now haven't you Oh, Bobby, do you know what? I'm knackered with writing. Do you know what, I mean, I've got it here. This isn't a massive plot. I mean, I know we're on, but there, there she is. It's only because I'm at my dining table where I'm constantly peddling the old book this week. Um, yeah, so, I mean, where is the love, the honest guide to dating and relationships? Yeah, this this is out this week. Um the entire like Valentine's week, obviously. Pushing for that okay. publication date. Uh, it's my fourth book. Got yes. Them got be done um so essentially it's i mean honest is kind of the, the the key in the title you know it's all about honest relationshiping and dating um it's very much off the back as well of you know some of the stuff that we talk about on celebs go dating some of the advice that i give um uh, and it's for the masses you know so many people say oh well you know do you i mean i do have a private practice but i don't do as i can't take on as many people as would like to unfortunately i just don't have enough hours um so it was a way of just saying well look, do you know what guys look, let's just let's just get this all down on paper and and it's kind of po- post pandemic-y in the sense that when the pandemic hit um relationships were tested more than ever i think you'll probably know that as well bobs you know i mean my husband and i we were in enormous bickers you know from from the minute we were all in lockdown one um and the dating scene just went in flatlined and people were really worried and upset about not being able to date time ticking then losing their skills in dating and not sure how to even go about it anymore so the book is so relatable it's honest there's lots of contributors that come in we're just being really honest. We all argue. We all bicker. Kids can be a real ruiner for relationships and sex life. You know, um, all of these things, I just go, right, bleh, let's have it all out, gang. And let's put it all back together again and realise actually you aren't that broken. And actually your relationship's all right. And they're not your enemy. They're your lover. So we'll make it happen. So lots of tips and techniques and stuff in there to help a relationship get back together again. 
do you find there's an increased pressure on your relationship because you're a relationship expert? <laughs> Great question. Um, yes, but no, if that makes sense. I think, I think yes, in a sense that uh, I always want to be seen and, and feel like I should always be practicing what I preach. And I do most of the time, but equally I give myself a break in that I'm also human. You know, there's, there's, um, there's a reason why all therapists and counselors as an actual moral code of conduct, it's actually professional code of conduct. We aren't allowed to um, treat friends and family because it's too close. You know, we're not allowed to. Um, is that because you could, you, you'd be, you could be biased? Is it? Exactly. Absolutely. that You're too emotionally involved. So um, that is why you would always refer to someone that wasn't uh, that connected to you. So it is actually a thing within the world of therapy. Um, you can obviously give friends and family advice, you know, or be a listening ear. But when it comes to actually properly um, them coming under you, uh, under you as your as their therapist, it's, it's, it's a no in, in the therapy world. So within my own relationship, I also give myself a break with that and just say, well, look, no one else is in my marriage. So, you know, they don't know when I've got raging PMT or, you know, my husband's perhaps <laughs> been a bit of a wally one day, you know, and, you know, life happens, you know, we're sleep deprived or something. What I will say is we have learned and we're still learning. We've been together seven years, you know, about communicating a lot better. So, yeah, I think from that stance, it is a great byproduct that I've learned how to communicate a lot better, uh, but I'm still learning. And I think that's why I wrote the book as well. Whereas the love, I thought, you know, I want to be, you know, well, not want to be, I am a, you know, relationship life coach that is also going through the same things everybody else is. And yeah, I, I perhaps know a bit more than the average Joe just by way of my training, but I'm also really real. And I think that's also really important because I think we often give ourselves a hard time in life and think, well, oh, is it just me? I must suck at this. I must just be the worst partner in the world. And actually, do you know what? You're, you're really normal. Like no one teaches you how to be in a relationship. No one teaches you how to date. You know, we're just winging it. So yeah. I'm going to help you a little bit more with a bit of my intel, just hopefully make you just a bit better. So when people reach out to you, and I'm sure you've had so many messages over the last two years during pandemics, what seems to be like the standout thing people want help with? Is it how to get back into dating post-pandemic or have a lot of people lost their their nerve with it would you say the latter yeah I think a lot of people particularly with dating um have lost their mojo they their self-esteem I think this this series of celebs go dating is quite reflective of that and the book is quite reflective of that I think um self-esteem and confidence has taken a massive knock. I think the last couple of years, you know, it's it's everyone just kind of literally pulled up their reins and went, oh, wow, hello, life. This is all a yeah. bit different. And I think, you know, we, we've, all of us, I mean, when have we ever all been united in one scenario as we all have globally, not even nationally, globally? And never it happened, has does it? Never happened, mate. And it's changed everybody, I believe. And I think what it's done is make everyone just go, well, yeah, who am I? What am I? What it has also done, I think, um, so I think self-esteem is the main thing. And I think with relationships too, you know, relationships have been challenged more than ever. Some have absolutely soared in, in, in uh, the pandemic and some haven't. Um, but I think it's, I think people have absolutely come to a point where they want to make better choices for themselves um whether it's dating or whether it's within their relationships you know how that looks where they're going and goal setting because and I think fundamentally that's come from a point of we've all we've all gone without for quite a while with whatever that may be um our mental health has had an awful bashing you know anxiety and depression you know and low mood it's been rife since the pandemic 
And I think we're all a bit bruised from that. And I think it's going to take us a good few years to soothe, really, as we come out of the pandemic. And, and relationships have absolutely taken a huge knocking because I think people don't really know what they want anymore because they're just trying to work out who they are at the moment. Do I want this job? Don't I want this job? Do I like my friends anymore? I haven't seen them for two years. So do I actually want to hang out with them anymore? You know what I mean? There's a lot of evolution going on. So I think, I think with us, I think we all need to work out who we are now, where we're going, and then that can filter then into our, our romantic lives. I think it was almost <clears throat> too much free time for everyone to have on their hands. And again, I say that in a fortunate situation that it wasn't like one of the NHS that was working 14 hour shifts in the most horrendous situation. So I used to have this uh, survivor's you did vaccina- guilt. You did vaccinating, didn't you? Yeah, so I've been doing a vaccination yeah. program. Yeah, you did. Good I- for you. Thank you, babes. But I, I almost used to get this wave of guilt, like if I'd be sat on the sofa, whatever lockdown we was in at the time, mm. and I was like, oh, I'm bored. And then I think, Bob, I, I, I used to feel bad for feeling bored. Thought, God, there's nurses and doctors that are yes. seeing the most horrendous things, and, and you're stressing out because you've got to watch one more four in a bed or Rome's under the hammer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's only so much we can out. take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've literally almost completed Netflix and all four. Um, but I think, Having too much time, especially if you suffer with with your mental health and Mm. anxiety, uh, free time like that, I'm always best when I'm busy. It kind of freaks me out if I've got too much free Mm. time. Yeah. So to get in a situation where (laughs) you're constantly thinking and you can't get out of your own head, and I I think a lot of people will be coming out of this pandemic now. I mean, like you say, I I know a lot of relationships have thrived because some couples, Mm. depending on work and shifts, everything don't get that time together yeah. also there's been a lot of pandemic relationship casualties hasn't there a lot of people have had mm. breakups mm. um so and I was one of them I'd kind of gone into into the first lockdown with a partner and I think it uh, on both sides it just it wasn't working and I'm sure there's millions of people that oh. was in that situation yes yeah, so many so many and and because as well you know we were all having to grapple with everything weren't we you know and uh with you know what we're doing with our jobs you know what we're doing with our finances um our health you know that suddenly we're all terrified you know we all had different and I think still have different levels of uh, fear around, you know, COVID, some highly anxious, some couldn't give a toss, you know, and even yeah. that was creating um, animosity and kind of which side of the camp are you, you know, are you pro-vax, anti-vax, you know, and and, and I think I think okay. we've all just been in a, such a state of conflict, you know, and then, you know, chucking all the politics as well, you know, on the top of it, you know, it's too much, it's too much for anyone to bear, really. Um but I, I hope we're, we're kind of entering a point now where we are going to nurture our relationships and recognise the importance of them. Um, and in the dating world, oh, if you can hear my son, I do apologise. Can I just say, right, slight side note here, Bobby. Sorry, a little off topic and everybody else. So my son, he's five, right, he's on half term this week. I said, mummy's got to do a little interview. Um, can you go upstairs and do it? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm staying down here where I can keep an eye on you. Well, I've just noticed him a couple of times walking past me. And I think he has, he's honestly, this kid's stealth. He has walked into the kitchen and back again into the sweet cupboard. Okay. And he has literally, has been doing it like I can't notice him. Okay. And he knows this kid. And this is a, this is a product of lockdown, this child, because he was so trained like every other kid in lockdown that had a parent that was working to be quiet when mummy or daddy were on a Zoom call. Right. So, so he's so primed that he knows that once I'm on it, I can't come off it so I can't tell him off <laughs> this kid I tell you no he's still it's the one time he knows he can get away with murder because I can't come off and start yelling at him 
I love you know what? I, I, ten out of ten for for the for the balls of it. Being I a little it. git, yeah. <laughs> so Anna, obviously books released this yes. week. I mean, I can't believe we're almost touching March, which is scary. Um, plans for the rest of 2022? Have you got a busy one? It is, my friend. Yeah, always, always busy. I'm a bit like you. You know, if I'm not busy, I feel I feel like I'm wasting my time. As my nan always said to me, you can sleep when you're dead, love. Um, and she exactly. and she had a good old innings, didn't she? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So where is the love? Yeah, the Honest Guy stage relationship's out this week. So I'm sort of peddling that for quite a while. Um, I also do my podcast with my, my pod wife, Louisa Sisman, Noanna, the podcast. So um, that's busy. And we are going on tour. We start touring. As, I mean, this tour, Bobby, it's been a long time happening. We, we've <laughs> Supposed to do it in 2020, and here we are, 2022, and it's still causing us problems with venues and all of that. Um, but yeah, we're going on tour end of April, so we're touring right through until October. Um, and then a few, hopefully, a few more little telly gigs, and then I'm hoping another little celebs go dating end of the year if uh, if, if 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 things are in my favour. That'd be a lovely way to round up the year. It would be very nice. It would be very nice. We will we will get the nod. You know what it's like, Bob's the old powers that yeah. be. They number crunch. <laughs> they look at the they look at the figures and then they decide whether they're going to put their money where their mouth is again. So in fact, let's go dating finishes on Thursday night this week. So by Friday morning, they will be getting a phone call <laughs> from mine, Tom's, and Rob Beckett's agent. <laughs> and I'm guessing, hopefully, fingers crossed for you guys, as the pandemic season up now by next series which would be the end of 2022 mm. you might be able to get away again for your finale oh god we've missed it bobby i know we've really missed it and um you know a little bit of a little bit of bts behind the scenes kind of uh you know goss with this one you know it was on the cards um we very much hoped you know when we started but this was before the old omicron wave you know kicked in we started filming this series in october and um we shot this right up into the wire we literally did not finish filming until two days before the first episode went to air because like everybody we got hit by covid you know we had to be really sensible with our production and our production teams we had to shut down production for you know a few days here and there to keep make sure everyone was safe um so we'd started the series with um the, the carrot dangling of, and i think it's actually why half the celebs signed up for it the carrot dangling of us going to the caribbean for our finale <sighs> oh we're in oh, we were all over it nice. i was getting the old bod ready bobby i was like <laughs> here we go nikita had chosen all of her bikinis we were ready for this and then as, as omicron then kicked it was like it's not looking very likely guys so then it actually, I haven't even told anyone this actually, it's exclusive for you. Love it. But then we'd, so then we'd, then, then the, the plan B with the team was, okay, we'll go to a retreat in, uh, in Yorkshire. Okay. Really nice. So, I mean, it's not quite nice. Caribbean, but no, you know, but, but you know, lovely. but still lovely. Everyone loves a little spa, don't they, Bobs? So that's lovely. We'll do that. Ah, then old wretched COVID went and got its little grubby mitts into a few people, which meant it just wasn't going to be possible so we then had to so we had to pause filming for a little bit to make sure everyone was okay and then everyone could come back again um and then it was um again then we we were kicking into that all-important christmas period where everybody started to get really worried about it um so then it was like right we're not going to do any uh, away trip because everyone's scared and worried um we're just going to keep it at home in the agency (laughs) 
in the agency. Oh, well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Caribbean's on the card for for the next series. Roll it. Well, listen, we've got we've got two years of of budget to use up now, as far as exactly. I'm concerned, Bobby. So I said, to get the your people to call my people. Caribbean That's on it. there. Exactly. I said, none of all this nonsense. I said, you've got two years of us not going away. Now let's let's splash out. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Virgin oh. Arab. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. Oh, always a pleasure to catch up with you, my love. You too, Bob. Always look you too good luck with oh thank you so much see you soon bye darling darling. take care well that was lovely to hear from anna and what has basically been our um celebrity dating special she seemed like a great chat really great chat. she's always so lovely and uh, i can't believe it's the final this week it's just gone so quick this series yeah yeah flown by and um yeah i mean i'm sure everyone's enjoyed it um especially with people like by Mark on it, <laughs> you know, making these these quips that he does. Um, so all good. Um, nice little chat. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye guys. <laughs>